Technology has revolutionized the world we live in. With rapid development and artificial intelligence, we've created a reliance on automation, but also a fear of the unknown. A certain unease has grown to wonder how far it can all go. Will technology misuse our information, make our jobs obsolete, or even surpass us? With the human race bound to the frightening power of machines, will there come a time where we will all have to submit to technology terror? Welcome to 13 Degrees of Screams, where we watch and dissect your favorite spooky movies. I'm your host, Alex. And Stephanie. And this is a mostly horror podcast. Each season, we will rank 13 movies on a scariness scale from, you guessed it, 1 to 13. We will uncover the real-life myths and legends that inspire these movies and tell you just how authentic they are. This season, we discuss all things terror technology. So, Stephanie. Yes. It's season three. I know. Are you excited? Yeah. It's really flown by, hasn't it? Yeah. We've, what, so 13 plus 13, 26 movies. Yeah. And we're about to do 13 more. I know. Are you excited for the theme of terror technology? Yes, it's very niche. I know. It's a very ambiguous topic, I feel. Yeah, but a lot of things fall into that category. Especially early 2000s. Yes. A lot. Definitely. <laughs> a lot of movies yeah. are around that time. Everyone feared the 2000s. Yeah. Y2K. Yeah, I think so. We wanted to do something a little bit different. You know, season one was ghosts, obviously, right? And then we had vampires, which is fairly common. Yeah, we didn't want to run out of, like, all of your favorite baddies. (laughs) Right. So we we decided to do something a little bit different this season. Yes. Don't worry. We will save robots for a completely different season. (laughs) Yes. That was one of our discussions. Like, where does robots fall on technology? I mean, it technically fits in this, but it can have its own season because there are so many. (laughs) Right. So when we talk about technology in this season, it's not, you know, robots, androids, less humanoid and more like technology as a concept almost, if that makes sense. Right, like your iPads, your phones, your computers. Your house. Your house. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. The worst of all. <laughs> Where you think you're the safest? Yes. Mm-mm. And those things turning on you. <laughs> Are you ready to dive into our very first movie? Yeah. So we covered Pulse, the 2006 remake. We decided this season to kind of combine our ranking and where we both thought this kind of landed on the 13 scale. We had it as a four. So towards the beginning of the scale, have you seen Pulse before we watched it? No, I didn't even know that Kristen Bell did horror movies, to be honest. I was really surprised. I don't think she normally does. Yeah. I can't think of another horror movie she's in. Yeah, it must have been when she was just starting out. Yeah, I think this was relatively early in her career, 2006. Yeah, like probably. She was still doing Veronica Mars around that time was that horror though no it wasn't horror but i think i think that's when or not veronica that's when Kristen bell was becoming bigger was during that show right. i could be wrong there but that's what that's where i initially knew who she was was from veronica mars right i have no like i know that she was on a show called that but i have no idea what that show's about i think she's like a detective or something okay so she was just kind of getting her feet anywhere i think so <laughs> i think that was that was it. So, question, did you like it? Oh, 
No. <laughs> Me neither. You know what's funny? I had saw it when it first came out, and I remember not liking it. Oh, really? And I was like, maybe, you know, time has passed. And because, what, 2006, I was 14. Okay. So maybe I was just like, ah, wasn't my thing at the time. No. No. I think I liked better. it less, honestly. <laughs> and uh, I know we're selling it real well right oh, now yeah. but it, it wasn't great i actually stopped the first time i watched like started watching it i mean this is the first time i watched it all together anyway mm-hmm. but i actually had to restart it from the beginning because the beginning scene where she's walking into her boyfriend's apartment and there's like bugs and stuff bugs. all over and then she finds his malnourished cat yeah well that was too yeah. much for me i it was like okay Goodbye. And then I took a week and off and then I started again later. Yeah. I just skipped it. I'll have to give you a warning if I know of any animal yeah. issues. Yeah. It's, I'm not okay with that. No, me neither. And I, I honestly couldn't remember that, but it's so like, minor of a part. I get it. Yeah. This movie's very bizarre. It's it's a strange movie. I still don't know if I could actually like sum up what all happened. I mean, I'm gonna try. <laughs> We're gonna try. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. We'll get to it in the plot, but it starts off as one thing. Like you think it's gonna go one place, and then by the end, it's a completely different genre of movie. Right. And I remember that being a thing, and I almost thought I misremembered it. Yeah. I'm like there's no way that's where it goes, and it 100 that's where it goes. I was like. No. Yeah, and I feel like that's going to be like a running theme for these movies, too, because even while I was watching another one that we're going to review, I was like, where are we going? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. we're like, what? Like, I don't understand how they're making the connection between like spiritual and technology. Like, it just is. (laughs) Yeah, the one movie we'll cover soon, actually. I, I couldn't even tell you what happened or like how it worked out. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. And this was one of those situations and truth be told I am not a huge technology person. Like I know how to use technology. I don't know how technology works. If right. that makes sense. Like I could work a computer. I could work a program. But if you ask me how it all kind of worked. Yeah and how I it goes out there and into our houses and stuff like that. Yeah. No. So <laughs> this <laughs> which is great that we're talking about a whole technology season. Yeah because we're so we're so versed. With it. <laughs> I know. So it's going to be a struggle bus. But I'm fairly certain half the stuff, if not all of this stuff, isn't even true. No, they're just taking a leap of faith. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of this deals with paranormal. So, yeah. like, that's all up in the air. Mm-hmm. Take exactly. liberty. So, Pulse. so many. No, just add on. Uh, sometimes I was using AI to help me, and they were, like, <laughs> totally, like, no, paranormal activity does not connect with technology. Stop asking yeah. me. <laughs> I know. It's funny. Yeah, we use... I mean, once in a while, use like ChatGPT or like UChat or something just for some background information. And it's funny that we're using that at this point in time. Right. Talking about like, does AI, like, just can AI destroy the world? It's like, no, of course not. No, we're your friends. That would never happen. (laughs) (laughs) Of course they would say that. Yeah. So, I don't know. It only makes sense to use it for this season anyway. I know, right? We might as well. We might as well lead into the skid, right? Right. Are you ready to hear some information about Pulse? Yeah, let's go for it. Pulse is a 2006 horror film directed by Jim Sanzero. Sanzero. Here we go. Already with the names. Off the bat. I am so sorry. (laughs) Is a remake of Kiyoshi Kurosawa's 2001 Japanese horror film, Kero? I think Um, so. I actually, so I kind of looked into that a little bit, and I heard that movie's actually really good. 
I actually started it on accident, oh, <laughs> and then really? I realized I was like, "This isn't Kristen Bell." <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah. I actually heard that one has a lot, a lot of nuance to it, and okay. like more symbolic. Whereas the post we're about to talk about really was just Missed shallow. The mark. Yeah, just like a really shallow adaptation of that film. So I'm actually curious to go back and watch it. Yeah, but that might actually be a good movie. So perhaps if you like the idea of Pulse, right. maybe watch that version. Yeah. Because some of the imagery looks very similar. Right. So I think I, think I can the say at least the, the initial opening scene is pretty much a, an exact play-by-play. Yeah. I, I'd be interested to kind of check that out. The film stars Kristen Bell, Ian Somerhalder, and Christina Milian, which I forgot she was in. Even watching it, I forget she was in. <laughs> Halfway through the movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's in this movie. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> The film spawned two straight-to-DVD sequels, Pulse 2 Afterlife and Pulse 3, both released in 2008. And I did some research on those two. Didn't and they are even worse. Oh, I heard no. Pulse 2 is, like, literally one of the worst movies, like, ever made. Oh, my. Yeah, they're like, don't even bother watching I didn't know this. there was really much else to say, to be honest. So I was really surprised they got sequels. Really? Honestly, the way Pulse ends, I could see them doing a lot. Not good things. But I could definitely <laughs> see where they they would do more. And it's... I don't want to talk about the end of the movie yet, but kind of how it ends is oh, kind yeah, of Oh, yeah, it's for open. sure open-ended, but I just – it wasn't that good to begin with, so no. why would you try I to milk know. that cow again? I have, I have <laughs> the story follows a group of college students who discover a sinister connection between their computers and a malevolent force that is slowly invading and taking over the world. The movie also explores various themes, with isolation being one of the most prominent. The characters in the film are connected via their computers and phones, but are isolated physically. They are distant from each other and isolated from the outside world, unable to communicate with those around them. This isolation is used to exaggerate the sense of dread and threat experienced by the characters, making the horror all the more effective. Uh, I don't agree with the effectiveness. I will say they do feel very – the isolation, I feel. Like at one point in the movie, I'm just like, where'd everyone go? Right. (laughs) What happened here? (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about it during the plot, too. But, like, it it mainly takes place on, like, a university campus, and it goes from, like, being a very, like, crowded, bustling campus to about, like, three-quarters less people (laughs) immediately. For sure. While the plot has many horror elements, it is ultimately a story about technology gone wrong, a cautionary tale about the dangers that come with powerful technology. Upon release, Pulse was negatively received by critics. Big shock there. (laughs) With an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes based on 74 reviews and an average rating of 3.63 out of 10. Yikes. <laughs> I, it could be even lower. That's, that's yeah. true, yeah. Upon release, Pulse was negatively received by critics with a 11% on Rotten Tomatoes based on 74 reviews and an average rating of 3.63 out of 10. So big, big surprise there. Yeah. The consensus stated another stale American remake of a successful Japanese horror film. Pulse bypasses the emotional substance of the original and overcompensates with pumped up visuals and every known horror cliche. So they didn't like it. No, <laughs> no, we didn't like it either. Oh, no, I mean, fair. <laughs> and uh, before we get started in the plot, like, you know, the whole blue filter for night. Oh, yeah. This is the most. Like, I feel like. Every moment is blue filter. <laughs> we they talk- all look sick. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about Twilight last season with the blue filter. This doesn't- Twilight looks healthy. <laughs> yeah. This looks fine. And it's so funny because there's actual like night scenes. Mm-hmm. But you could tell it was during the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they just put a blue filter. It was so bad. So 
you know, if if you want to watch a very blue movie, like this is your go to. Yeah. Like, if that's all you want in a movie is yeah. a blue filter, Pulse has got your back. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you ready to get into the plot? No, but yes. <laughs> no, I'm I'm ready, Steph. Yeah, I'll try to make it as painless as possible. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So we watch as a young man named Josh Ackman walks into a university library to meet his friend Douglas Zeg- Ziegler. Yeah, but he's unsuccessful as he is attacked by a spirit that takes his life force. I will say this intro is kind of interesting. Yeah, like it's, it, it kind of has some effective moments. Yeah, it's. Definitely builds suspense. It's strange and everything, but it catches your attention at least. Yeah, yeah, which is I guess what it's supposed to do. At least when it, I know when it comes to writing, you're supposed <laughs> to do your like inciting incident first, basically. Yeah, this was definitely it. Yeah, it, it's it starts off with a bang and then just progressively trickles down. But. Flush sound. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime later, his girlfriend Maddie comes to his apartment to check on him. As he's been unresponsive to her calls, and she finds the place a rotting mess. It's just because he's a guy. Yeah. That, <laughs> it's, like, probably the same, but just, like, a little different. Can I tell you this triggered me, though? Like, I – sometimes I think I'm, like, in a in a funk and and I'm letting my place go, but definitely made me feel tons better about oh, how my yeah. house looked. <laughs> I get to a point where, like, a, like, clutter stresses me out, so this whole movie was, like – the no. worst experience. I'm like, I just want to go into the cleanest house for it. Right. Whatever you're going through, it'll be okay. I just let me clean your apartment. And then it makes me wonder because there are like bugs in the sink, like dishes are rotting. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, how long did you go without hearing from him? Uh, I, unclear. Honestly, the timing of this movie is kind of questionable. Like, yeah. how long has it been? I don't know. I don't know. Seems like a month or something. Yeah, she hasn't heard from him. But uh, who knows? But in any case, it is a complete disaster. Even like he had a like plastic tarp. Was that always there, or did he put that up? I don't I, know. And like stuff is rotting and like seeping out of his fridge. Mm-hmm. A, a lot. They're just like, let's make this as gross as possible. Yeah, they so. were really trying to up the ick factor for it. <laughs> So Josh kind of appears out of nowhere and asks her to wait in the kitchen and walks off when Maddie notices his cat has been locked in the closet and is terribly malnourished. I really hope that was like a puppet or something. Oh, yeah. That wasn't real. Okay. I mean, I I just. (laughs) Yeah, no. No no animals were harmed in the making of Pulse. I hope not. Better not. There's a lot of of protections for animals, at least. They didn't used to be, though. No. Yeah. No, but hopefully in 2006 they got their shit together. I hope so because that was sad. And yeah. she didn't care about this cat afterwards. Like I was like, can we get an update on the cat? Did we take him to the vet? Like, Yeah, honestly, <laughs> fuck Josh. How's the cat? The movie should have honestly been about saving this cat. Yeah, Kristen Bell saving this cat. Do you think like the cat was possessed too? Or it was just horribly taken care of? I think honestly just – Completely forgotten about, yeah. Honestly, the cat was probably like this before the, the incident. Honestly, so. it's a dude. I'm like, <laughs> Josh is a piece of crap. So. Yeah. So she runs to tell him, but he's committed suicide by hanging himself with an internet cable. Yeah. That yeah. was, I'm like, oh, this is where we're going with this? Right away. <laughs> <sighs> so this sets off an endless chain of people being attacked, losing themselves to a depressive state, and committing suicide or just evaporating into the air, which I was like, that's a different turn. Like, I was like, we're either going to kill ourselves or just kind of disappear into mist. Yeah, it's like you you either can make that choice or we're just going to – we're going to end you. Right. Like, do you want to turn into ash or do you just want to end it yourself? Like, 
I I didn't really get that. I was like, oh yeah, I, who nobody does. <laughs> they didn't. No one knew. I didn't know. Wasn't explained. No. <laughs> so afterwards, Maddie and her friends start receiving instant messages from Josh asking for help. They assume the computer's still on and a virus is sending the messages. When Maddie returns to Josh's apartment to get his computer but finds out that it was sold to a man named Dex McCarthy, she assumes he's sending the messages as a sick joke and confronts him, but he reveals he's never even plugged the computer in. Yeah. I will say I, I like that concept a lot of, like, communicating through technology of, like, someone in the afterlife. Oh, yeah. So that I like that idea. I thought this part was pretty cool. They didn't really keep it going, though. No. I wish they did, like, mm. for the remainder. But th- this part, I will say, I kind of I like that concept. Right. More in concept than execution. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Josh is, but he's, like, saying help me and all this stuff. And... Yeah. It, it was just, like, repeatedly help me. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> no. You left the cat in the closet. <laughs> right. Screw you, Josh. You don't deserve don't this. No. You stay dead. <laughs> Sends him the vet bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pay this and then we'll talk. <laughs> After their discussion, he does turn on the computer, though, and finds multiple eerie videos on some sort of endless feed that's, like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's It's just like an endless loop of dark web videos of people just, like, eerily looking at the computer. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of movies around this time, I feel, has, like, that trying to be shocking (laughs) with, like, what you see on the internet, you know? Right. And it's just, like, a cacophony of creepy looking imagery which is going to be a theme i think this season so you don't say (laughs) (laughs) i know it's going to be a theme this season so it's just it looks like you're watching these people basically on a webcam yeah and i guess they're sort of watching you honestly because they like sort of lift their heads and make eye contact with them i don't know So the next day, Maddie receives a package from Josh sent a few days prior to his death that contains rolls of red duct tape with a note saying it keeps them out, but he's not sure why. <laughs> okay. Tape. When in doubt, red tape. Mm-hmm. Specifically red tape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It has to be red. Yes. Later, she meets Dex so he can show her video messages that Josh was sending to Zach Ziegler. Ziegler? Ziegler. Yeah. Like Maddie Ziegler. Oh, okay. From Dance Mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It turns out he had hacked Ziegler's computer system and unleashed a virus. The virus is now able to access a portal that connects their world to the realm of the dead. I'm like, wow, Josh. Josh is the villain. <laughs> I know. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, he he screwed everything up. And, like, we're talking really powerful technology to literally have a frequency that opens the world mm. of the dead. Right? And he hurt his cat? Like, Jesus. <laughs> we're going to talk about this cat this whole time. Is that what this is going to be? Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to get over it? No. <laughs> That's on, fair. A honestly. cat podcast. Okay. 13 degrees of dead cat. <laughs> oh, no. Or malnourished cat. I don't think that – you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb and say the cat was fine. It survived. Yeah. Kristen Bell, even though we didn't see it, took the cat and rehabilitated it, and it's okay. Yeah, she had to. Right? We're going to say that. Had to. Okay. Okay. That makes me feel better. Okay. I'm glad. I I do what I can. Yes. Thank you. So Josh had wanted to meet Ziegler at the library to try a counter program he created to stop the virus. Dex and Maddie then find it on a flash drive and red tape, taped to the underside of the computer. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I guess. I mean, 
If you're going to leave a flash drive, it might as well be with the computer. Yeah. Yeah. That made it super handy, though. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, where's the, where's the per- Where could it be? It's right there. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say that was plot armor, but like, hey, you know? Because, like, what else would they have done? There's no way you would have been able to find a flash drive elsewhere, right? So they're like, let's just tape it to the computer. Yeah. No, I, I think that probably is the one thing that Josh did right. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. And with the red tape, I'm assuming that means they couldn't get to it, right? Oh, yeah. I guess so. So then they couldn't. Mess with Hack them? it or I don't know. <laughs> Hack a flash drive. Is that a thing? I don't know. Wait until the fifth, the fifth episode. I don't know. Oh, we're going to get so many comments and be like, you stupid idiots. <laughs> you don't know anything about technology. I know. We're going to have to learn. Oh. We're going to have to get learned. <laughs> we have to take an IT course on the side. Oh, no. So Dex and Maddie then take the flash drive to Ziegler's where he's barricaded himself in with red tape to keep the spirits out. He's the- He's... Not okay. Not okay. He is completely trapped in his own apartment. And yeah, no. It's like red crazy. tape on his windows. On the door. On the door frames. Like he, he's literally duct taping himself in as they come inside and when they leave. and He's lost his mind. Yeah. And I know we haven't really commented it on it, but like throughout the film, they show shots of like the campus we kind of described. And like less and less people are showing up. Mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't even, like, notice that initially. I'm like, why do they keep showing the same shot? It's the same shot, it's just like, to show five that there's less people. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. So yeah. as we kind of delve into the plot, like, less and less people are, are around, so. Yeah, and at one point they pass, like, a janitor, like, mopping up, like, this spot on the wall. And it's, mm-hmm. we find out later, it's from people disappearing into nothingness. <laughs> it's people. It's people. It's people. <laughs> On the wall, staining the wall. So not only do we have just nasty, dirty apartments, we have people's ash remains on the wall that this poor janitor, who probably makes minimum wage, now has to clean up. Right. And I feel so bad for these side character friends of theirs. Like, they do Maddie a solid and try to help by getting, like, Josh's computer at first and end up getting attacked and basically having the same scenario happen over and over again. Yeah. And Maddie's just like, whatever, why aren't they calling me? Like, <laughs> I know. These these friends get sidelined to the point where I forgot one of them even existed. Like, right. And Christina, the one just kind of like disappears in her arms and she's like, well, I better go find Josh or, well, no, Dexter. <laughs> bro. <laughs> yeah. It's, these characters are purely there to just die. Yes. Like, it's, a lot of movies do that, obviously, just like fodder. Right, right. But like this one legitimately just the one, like I said, the one character is gone for like 20, 20, 30 minutes and then she just shows up and dies. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, great. But anyways. So Ziegler tells them of a special project he worked on where he found frequencies no one knew existed. Opening these frequencies somehow allowed the spirits to travel to the world of the living. He explains that these spirits take away your will to live and where to find the main server infected with the virus. I'm like, bro, you don't have it? Like, <laughs> the virus or the? The, the server. <laughs> it's in the same building somehow. Yeah, and I, I guess he just did it from the library? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I Maybe it does. I, not to me. Not not, not to the me. average person, probably. Nah. So they go to the server and install Josh's counter program. This causes the system to crash and the ghosts to vanish. But it's only temporary and the system reboots, bringing back the spirits. But like, JK, we're back, bitches. Yeah, I'm like, good try. <laughs> uh, 
So I mean, we could have just ended it there. Right. Like, just let it work, and then we could be done with this movie. Yeah, we don't have to do this. <laughs> we had enough scares. It's fine. And they're not. They're not that good. Like, it's like. Like a shot of like one blue bald headed man oh, like attacking actual... her constantly. Yeah. I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, He's up until this... scary. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say up until this point, we don't really get a good image of the spirits, and then that was probably a good thing because it's just like a fuzzy. Like, All of the spirits are just basically glitchy people. Blue people. I'm boo. I'm a Copyright. But that, that, but glitchy, computerized. Yes. That's what we got going on. Right. So left with no other choice, Matt and Dex flee the city by car. And over the radio, they hear the army announce the locations for safe zones where there are no internet connections, cell phones, or televisions. So they dump their cell phone and start heading to one of the safe zones. We close out overlooking the dozens of empty cities, one in particular with Josh standing in the window, while Maddie explains in a voiceover that their world has been forever changed by technology that was meant to bring them together, and instead it connected them to evil forces, but the will to survive will never die. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) Yeah, this is what I was saying. Like, we start the movie as, like, you know, a pretty typical horror Spirit, no, not spiritual, like, I don't know, just generic stuff, I guess you could right. say. Right, like then, your typical, like, final girl kind of scenario of, like, there's a killer that's going to kill these main group of friends or something like that, but then it kind of evolves into an apocalyptic yeah. situation. It's like a post-apocalyptic issue. And, like, towards the end of the film, when they're literally the only people around. Like, right. the whole city is in shambles. Like, cars are on fire, no one's around. Like, yeah, and, and a car even hits them, and then they find out there wasn't a driver. So, like, that person literally disappeared in between. Yeah. Room. Yeah. Like, that's how fast this goes. And they do a terrible job at ramping it up. Like, like at least for me, when they showed those shots, like, it took me a couple of times seeing it to realize, like, people were – the point of it was to show that people were missing. Right. Not that, like, maybe – It was, was just a, time- a slow day on campus. <laughs> right. I thought that was just an ex- establishing shot right. that they just kept using over and over again. And I'm like, oh, no. They're literally trying to show you that there's less people. Yeah. But it literally went from, like, completely full to, like, a quarter of what was there. And then all of a sudden they're like, now there's no people. Yeah. And, like, in the last 10 minutes is where everything, like, goes from, like, a 4 to, like, an 11. Mm-hmm. And the pacing's ter- terrible. Right. And we, like, we didn't even go th- when we, we alluded to it, but her friend dying and then a couple of her friends died. And we didn't – there's no point in even talking about it. No. And the it plot, just ha- it just, it just repeats itself. So yeah. it's not even – doesn't even give, like, a good story to go over it. <laughs> no. And I was really hoping – I was really hoping Kristen Bell would, like, save – this movie because I really like Kristen Bell. Oh yeah, I love her and other it stuff. Didn't no. it didn't matter? Like I couldn't even get on board with her. I yeah, <laughs> we're really shitting on this movie. <laughs> we are now. Do you want to hear some information about the ghosts that haunt machines? Uh yeah yeah like real life stuff. Um apparently. <laughs> so Let's as I this. said before, AI is like completely adamant that ghosts do not affect technology. Like. We're always safe when it comes to AI because she's our bestie. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> but, she's got us. She'll tell you everything except what you really need to know. Right. But this BBC, um, Internet of Things, The Ghost That Haunt the Machine by Tom Brewster in 2014, actually has a lot of 
accurate predictions for like technology that we have nowadays and how technically ghost but hackers are uh, invading people's privacy and stuff through their technology. Okay. And I'll just read to you what I found. So this article discusses the rise of the Internet of Things era in which our previously mundane or simple objects and machines will become advanced with web connections and built-in sensors. So we're already seeing that with, like, refrigerators. Coffee Cars, yes. Your toilet, probably. (laughs) Right. Everything can be connected to Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Don't measure my poopy. Yes, please don't. (laughs) Don't do it. Now, while these devices will make our lives easier, Internet experts at the time worried that these Wi-Fi-connected devices would create unnecessary internet traffic, slowing down the broadband Mm -hmm. and opening our homes to hackers, or what they call ghost devices. Unused internet devices were compared to shouting into the void because they are still sending out useless data clogging up telecom lines. Interesting. So things that are just, like, open but not actually being used. Right. So, like, say you have, like, a random, like, camera or something like that, and you don't always, like, check up on it to make sure that the company that manufactured is still in business and using internet address or whatever that they set up, Mm -hmm. like a hacker could buy that address and start monitoring your your camera at home. Oh, yeah. Additionally, while this junk traffic will cause inconvenience, expense, and needless energy use, the real concern was that once these ghost devices were compromised, they could be brought back for malicious intent. This article lists several examples where technology could become overtaken and cause real damage, like with baby monitor companies, for instance. They could go out of business and stop paying for their internet address, which would allow a hacker to register for the same domain and take over the device. That was like um, those ring cameras. Have you seen any of those videos? Mm, No. There was one instance where this little girl was playing in a room and she had a camera, like a security camera in her room. And some guy had hacked into it and was talking to her through the through the camera. He was like, hey, what are you doing? I hate that. Yeah, isn't that terrifying? <laughs> yes. And I have another example with people talking to babies on baby monitors. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah same thing. And uh, you can even look this subject up online and hear countless stories of parents claiming that their Wi-Fi baby monitors were hacked and people were screaming at their babies to wake up or children suspecting that monsters were in their room because they're monitor was talking to them that pisses me off right so much like really you're gonna mess with a like an infant a baby yeah like you're the lowest of the low like it's one of those things like you shouldn't mess with people period but if you're gonna do something like that at least do it to an adult like, right. you piece of shit like that pisses me off so yeah. much yeah and i like saw somebody that had actually caught footage of it happening to their child and like they were just like screaming like wake up baby to like this little six-month-old baby poor thing was just like trying to sleep and what a low life yeah. like find a hobby jesus christ right. sorry that no that it, makes me so mad I, it it's like the most messed up thing and honestly too like that's not even really the worst of it they could be taking videos of your children in their rooms or or pictures or something to sell online like that could be like the worst of it honestly yeah. not even just them interrupting their sleep oh, or yeah. creeping them out. Oh, yeah, it could be out. so much worse. But even just that minimum of oh, yeah. talking to them or trying to make them wake up, like, that's a, that's enough. No, it's an asshole thing to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Bo Woods, a founding member of the I Am the Cavalry organization focused on protecting the general public from digital attacks, stated, what could someone malicious do if they could modify or replace the software on the device? This could range from pranks like funny photos on a fridge screen to making profits by inserting advertisement on your television 
to interception by digitally eavesdropping on your home network, to disablement through wrecking the software on the device, to doing physical damage by overloading the electronics or burning out a a motor. (laughs) Like literally anything, basically? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anything you could think of? Right. In cars, medical devices, public transport, airplanes, and other more critical systems, the damage could be much more severe, obviously. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, since the manufacturing companies providing these product services don't have direct control of their products, protecting connected devices will fall on the user to ensure that they are monitoring expected traffic patterns, queries, expected operation, and manage the entire life cycle of the application or device. Obviously, this is something most people won't do or don't know how to do. So your best bet is to disconnect dead products and maintain your live ones with extremely secure passwords within safe networks. Yeah. It's it's one of those things like I don't necessarily use those things myself, but I would totally – if I did, if I were to like set one up, I forget about it. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, eh. Well, and then so much stuff has Wi-Fi or Bluetooth connected to it. A lot of it, you're not really even thinking about it. Like, think of how many, like, little (laughs) pesky things that you've gotten in the mail or whatever, like, that you just got for, like, one thing. And they can be hooked up to Bluetooth, but you didn't really want to. Right. Yeah. I think about my phone, and it's, like, those instances where, like, you just talk about something, and you get an ad for it, and you're like, I've never even searched that ever. So it's like, well... I always have my phone on me, so I'm, like, literally being monitored 100% of the time. Right. So. And I've had my phone hacked while it was in my hand. <gasps> have you? Yeah. When did that happen? Oh, it was, like, New Year's Day a few years ago. Literally, someone must have figured out one of my passwords that I had for, like, a lot of my stuff. Okay. And started, like, trading out, like, contact names. And I could tell by all of a sudden, like, when I went to call somebody to wish them a happy new year, like, I all of a sudden didn't have all my contacts. I had, like, five contacts and not people I recognized. Oh, oh my God. What would you do? That's terrifying. (laughs) I had to, like, switch out all my passwords. And, like, that was really the only thing I could do because everywhere was shut for New Year's Day. And they were, like, going into my Pandora and changing up radio stations, deleting playlists and stuff. It was crazy. They were, like, in your phone. Yeah, they were legit changing my phone right in front of me. And then, so you changed your passwords, but is that all you ended up doing? Or did you get, like, a new SIM card? Um, Really all I had to do was just change out my Apple password. But it was terrifying at first because, like, I went through, like, every account that I had to change my password because I didn't want them like posting to my social media or anything. Yeah, it's one of those things like I forget what I even have passwords for. Like every, you know, website has a password or every service you have to have an account. Like I don't even, I couldn't even tell you. Right, and that's that's also the issue that I had. Like I had so many accounts out there. That's why I had similar passwords for a lot of them. Yeah, which is not advised, but it's hard not to. How do you remember? Yeah, aside different. Of, but you're not supposed to write it down either. So, like, what do you do? I mean, I know they have those, like, password creator things that save that. But even Nick, my partner, had an issue where I think he couldn't get into his account that had all his passwords. Oh. So, like, hello? Something like that. Right. It's like, well, that defeats the whole purpose of having that. Yeah. So. Yeah, kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Something so. like that. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I it's mean, luckily it seemed like a kind of a... It was an easier fix than I expected because I thought I would have to get a new phone just because, like, they had access to, like, my Apple ID, obviously, if they were changing my contacts and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I just had to, like, reset everything and start it over like it was a new phone. Right. 
in summation, it's like I almost wish that there was a ghost behind it. Just yeah. Like, just end it. Like, right. <laughs> like if you're going to take over everything, like just kill us while you're at it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're going to take over the world. Oh, yeah. Like to the point where it's post-apocalyptic. There are like several scenarios too in like the movies coming up where I'm like, I don't see why I would bother. <laughs> I think I would just honestly be like, okay, if we're just going to die, let's just get on with it. <laughs> we are so like, I don't want the hassle of trying to survive. I can't Please be bothered. Don't give me a dilemma. <laughs> no, just like, just off me. <laughs> like, seriously. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, but like, it's scary though, honestly. Like, this information is scarier to me than the whole movie we watched. Right. This, these are the real life things. Oh, and the baby monitor thing? That happened in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh. Like, I know that cool. doesn't really make a difference, though, when it comes to technology stuff. But for me, it always makes it, like, a little bit more creepier if it's close to home. Oh, yeah. Jeez. <sighs> but still. Yeah. Well, we're off to a bang on scary shit. Oh, yeah. So, technology. Turn off your devices. Un- disconnect from Wi-Fi. Or just try not to buy devices that need to be hooked up to Wi-Fi yeah. if you don't need it. Just don't. Just don't do it. And here I am on my phone currently oh, reading yeah. our notes. Right. Connect. Google Docs, thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show and listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, giving us a five-star rating is super helpful, and we will always appreciate it. You can follow us on social media at 13 Degrees of Screams. This has been 13 Degrees of Screams, and we will see you next week. Beep, boop, beep. Oh, she's a robot. Oh, not a robot. No, no. No, no just, robots. Just, just, te- just, just technology. technology. She is a virus. A virus. Yay. Yay. <laughs>